Well, grace to you all in peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus and in the power of our Holy Spirit. Amen. I know, you all wish you could come down and just sit on the floor and grab those coloring pages. I know. I do. It's beautiful. Well, it is the season of Advent. It's a season in which we orient ourselves back toward Christmas Day. But we also think of Advent as a season of waiting. And we're not very good at waiting as human beings. We kind of like everything right now. But our readings today call us to hope in something far greater than just waiting. We're preparing and hoping for the advent of God's saving presence. Our scripture today in the Gospel of Luke is sometimes called the Little Apocalypse. And that reading reminds us how far from home we are. Because you and I know, even from our own experience, that the world is not as it should be. It kind of reminded me this week of a road trip and how the last hour of a road trip is sometimes the hardest hour. You're almost there, but not yet. You think to yourself, this is the home stretch. I'm going to get there. We almost made it. But then the road just keeps going and going and going. And then we always ask that one question. Are we there yet? We're no, we know we're not there yet. But the question we need to wrestle with is, how long? How long, O oh Lord, are we waiting? And in our waiting, sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we feel kind of isolated. We may feel as if we're wandering with no clear path of where we're actually going. The first week of Advent speaks to our deep longing for our home to be made whole, made right, made well. In our longing, we watch for God. Yeah, Advent feels like that last hour of a road trip. We're so close to home. God is coming. We can almost feel it in our bones that something's about to change. You know, during Advent, we get a glimpse of a world saturated with peace and hope and love and joy, the four words of Advent. During Advent, we get a glimpse of a world with angel choruses singing. During Advent, we get a glimpse of a world where... An unmarried teenage girl bears God's son. And a group of outcast shepherds are invited to see it all. Thankfully, God enters this homesick world. You know, the, the word homesick originated in 1765 from a German word, Heimweh meaning home pain or woe. Do you remember when you had homesickness? 
Do you remember the first time that you were homesick for something? Maybe you were, it was the first time you, you spent a night away from home. It was with your, your best buddy or your best girlfriend, and you weren't used to staying overnight. And then in the middle of the night, you woke up and you were homesick. Have you ever felt homesick lately? Homesick for God to make all things right. You know, this Advent, our journey will move us closer to envision the home God envisions for us. A home that is saturated with hope and peace, love and joy. We're not there yet. But with God's help, we can get closer every day. But let's get back to that gospel reading, that little apocalypse Jesus speaks clearly about the coming end of time. And with rich apocalyptic language, with this gospel's lesson reminds us of a time when Jesus teaches his followers about the days to come. There will be signs in nature, unrest among people, and suddenly the Savior will appear and the end will be at hand. This can be kind of frightening. I don't know about you, but it it doesn't really give me a lot of hope. It, it brings a lot of fear with it, unknown. It seems as though the world is, is falling apart, the whole universe. But Jesus doesn't speak these words in order to trouble his followers. His intent, as this weekend's gospel makes clear, is to invite us to a different way of living. Be on guard, Jesus says. Be alert at all times. You know, there are two basic ways in which we can read this apocalyptic literature. One is to read it as prediction. And the second is to read it as promise. I think we're used to it being read as prediction. You know, the old cartoon with someone running around with a sign that says, The end is near, the end is near. You see, the focus of prediction is trying to match some historical or current events with Scripture. The hope, when reading apocalyptic passages, is prediction. It's to develop a timetable. So that we know exactly when the end will come. So that we can be ready for it. And I think we've, we're used to that kind of, you know, uh, in, in our generations back, there was kind of Hal Lindsey or Harold Camping. There's lots of examples of people who, who try to predict when the end will come, what the year, the month, the day will be. Now, the other way to read it, I said, was as promise. And from this point of view, we can recognize that this message was intentionally directed toward Christians who were in crisis. And the promise is, is that this is a message of hope and comfort. By laying the struggles of those people in a larger context of Christ's eventual triumph over evil, and that God wins, and that the world will one day be made new. But this applies to you and me, to me now. Not just 
back then. Jesus says, now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Those words, lift your head, stand up straight. That word, stand, those, that phrase, stand up straight, are the same word used by in Luke with a gospel, um, the gospel writer, when a woman was bent over by Satan. And Jesus came and said, stand up. That imagery of being bent over, that's how it kind of feels to live in this world, as though the weight of the world is pushing on us and we're bent over and I don't know if I can stand up. But today it's as though Jesus says, stand up. Let me take that weight from you. Because no matter what may come, no matter how bad things may get, no matter how bleak the future may seem, Christ will come again for us to redeem us and all of creation. And knowing the character of Christ's first coming, remember what he said? I have come to set the captive free, to heal the sick, to elevate and care for the poor and to forgive all, even those who put him to death. That shapes the second coming. No one knows, Jesus says, the day or the hour when all this will come. No one has a map to read or predict the future. No one has a decoding key to explain current events in light of this apocalyptic timetable. But we do have this promise that Christ will return to redeem us and all of the world. That may not always be everything we want, but most days when it really matters, it is enough. And knowing that the one who will come again is the same one who already came for us in love and mercy, that's when we can join with Christians around the world and those in the past, and those that will come in the future. And we can say that word written in Scripture, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. As disciples of Jesus, we live in this now, but not yet time. The end of all time may or may not come before we draw our last breath. But we are called to live as if it might come at any time. The sense of urgency among those who live in this way. If I live as if today is the last opportunity I may have to do what God has called me to do, I'm much less likely to put that off until tomorrow. Because I don't know if I have tomorrow. This anticipatory way of living is, is part of what Advent is all about. We are reminded every year how Advent calls to mind those three comings of Christ. Christ came to the world as the babe of Bethlehem. Christ comes in our hearts today. And Christ will come at the end of all time. Yes, Advent is a time of waiting. However, in our waiting, we look around and recognize that not all is as it should be or could be. In our waiting, we learn, in our waiting, we lean into those feelings that not all is right, that there is something better to come. And so, you know what we do? We dream. It's a time to imagine of what will be. 
To echo the words of Jeremiah, we dream of a time when God's promise is fulfilled and all will live in safety and in flourishing. We dream of a day when God will execute justice and righteousness. We dream of being comforted. We dream of being reunited with loved ones who have already died. We dream of a time when God will make all things new. In these coming weeks leading up to Christmas, may we all pause and look around. May we notice those things which are and those things we wish that could be. Certainly, we believe in Christmas and the theology of the incarnation of God's presence with us, Emmanuel. But we also believe in the not yet. The faith practices of Advent are perfect ways for us to not only dream, but to lean into living in the not yet, to be on guard, to be alert at all times. And so now is the time to maybe open and begin a a Bible study or Bible reading, to have meditation, prayer, to be more me more about this season about worship and service. Because when we do these things, we become more in tune of God working in our world and more at peace with the possibility that the end could come at any time. In a season where most of society is rushing from one day to the next and a frantic attempt to get everything done before Christmas arrives, We today remember how far from home we are. And the season of Advent calls us to slow down, to open our hearts and minds, and to look for ways Christ is coming into our lives. There is no better way for us to prepare ourselves for the end, whether it is the end of our time or the end of the world's time. In Advent, we live in this now, but not yet. Advent is a time to stop, to pause, to wait, to hesitate. May our Advent season be full of dreams for a better world, full of God's justice and love for all. The end of the world may not be coming soon, but the end of your world and my world may be here before you know it. May we stand up and raise our heads confident that Christ will return to redeem us and all of the world. So let the countdown begin. For Christ is surely coming. He is coming for us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Pray with me. Dear God, remind us of your promise to redeem us that you come to judge the world by grace and mercy and give us courage to share our hope of goodness with all we meet. In Jesus' name, amen.